Okay, welcome back all of you corporate killers to the 5th annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October. We lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2017 American action horror film, Mayhem. Hostile work environment. <laughs> Hit that music. <laughs> everyone this is episode 24 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon so tonight's episode is a movie that i have been watching for a very long time with katie not in the room and she would walk in and be like what is this and i'd say it's mayhem she's like oh and then she would watch some and then something would happen and we would turn it off we had to go somewhere i've been doing this for a very long time but finally for like three years yeah Finally, Katie and I sat down, and we watched it all the way through, and nothing happened. Bella didn't get sick. She didn't need to go to the vet or anything like that. We were able to watch all the way through. <laughs> yeah, knock on fucking wood. So, for the uninitiated, Mayhem is a story about one corporate lawyer in a very, very well-to-do building, and a lady that is dealing with... The foreclosure of her grandma or aunt's house. Yes. And so that seems like it's nothing to write home about, but there's a virus called the red eye virus, ID7, and it is rampant inside the building. Highly contagious, and there's no cure, and it's just intense. And so what it does, it unlocks the id out of your head. And so, for the people that don't know... That is a source of bodily needs, wants, emotional impulses, and desires, especially aggression and sexual drive. So what happens when a virus turns your id all the way up to 100 and these people are quarantined for the next eight hours in a building? Absolute madness. It's mayhem. Yes, mayhem. Cue the credits. It is a really fun idea. Now, we watched a few things kind of in the vein of this, like the Belko experiment mm -hmm. and, oh, Red Ink. But he yeah. was just a serial killer, like, holding people hostage in a building. Yeah. But I really enjoy this type of idea, like, like corporate setting, like the office, but everybody's trying to slump each other with a fucking heavy weapon. I think it's really fucking cool. Yeah. So, Katie, what did you think about Mayhem? I really like this film, and I'm so glad that I finally got to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it for a really, really long time. It's weird, man. Stuff kept happening. And we I had know. To stop every time. We just had so many other movies to watch, and like things just kept getting in the way every time. We'd be like, oh, we have time. Or you're already watching, like, you know, you started this film ten minutes ago. We can go back, and we'll restart it and watch, watch the first ten minutes. And then, you know, I'll get a phone call, and we'll have to go, or... Some wild shit will happen, or we already had plans, and it's just like, God damn it, I just wanted to watch this movie. But I'm so glad that I finally got a chance to watch it. This film was fantastic. It was, like, equal parts Belko Experiment and Train to Busan, like, wild zombie chaos. And I loved every minute of it. Steven Yoon and Samara uh, Weaving are fantastic. And their chemistry together was great. And I yeah. hope that they make more films together. hope they make babies. They seem like they really liked each other. It was really nice. Might just be the the, 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 the spark of a good actor or actress. Acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, it looks like they want to get in each other's pants. I actually hate this person. That's I'm like, acting. wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This movie is fucking great. It is a mix of a lot of things that I enjoy. Just utter madness. Just like a Quentin Tarantino movie. This feels like a Quentin Tarantino movie. The dialogue... There's not enough feet. 
Yeah, you're right. Thank Samara God. Samara Weaving, she was barefoot for a while, but they didn't do a close-up on her feet. Thank God. So, uh, with a Tarantino film, there there's a big weight put on dialogue. And sometimes it's bigger than the action. But, man, I enjoyed when they talked to each other. And actually, a couple of scenes were just unscripted. It was just Samara Weaving and Stephen Young just talking. Like, the Dave Matthews whole situation. Yeah. That wasn't in the script. They were just talking about Dave Matthews' van. And I thought that was fucking awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, I'm going to bring up a name. And it's the director of this movie. His name is Joe Lynch. That name doesn't sound familiar, Otis. Well, he has done a ton of movies. Mm. Wrong Turn 2. We haven't done that one yet. Knights of Badassdom. It has a lot of famous people in it, and it's like a D&D... Like, it's a horror film, apparently, but it's like a D&D kind of thing, so I'm, I am I want to do it at some point. Uh, he's done things for Creepshow, so good for him for that, and he's got something new called Suitable Flesh. Ooh! Oh, it's based off of a Lovecraft story. It's got mm. Heather Graham in it. Ooh, Barbara Crampton's in it. Oh, holy shit. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he has also acted in Hatchet 2. I can't remember what the fuck he was, but I bet he died. And then he acted and directed in Chillerama. He's also in Victor Crowley. Yeah. Oh, so he has to... Hmm. I'm betting he's one of the main guy's friends. Because the director of the movie, the Hatchet movies, he's always on this curb, like, throwing up at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's, like, spitting up, like, you know, soup. He's like, Wah! and that's it. <laughs> and the camera just passes by him. So Joe Lynch also wrote and directed Zombie Movie. And so it was in Chillerama, Katie's favorite movie. What? And it's the overarching, it's the frame narrative of the movie Chillerama. And so it's about the sex zombies and the popcorn and just the mess. It was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And it's actually a really cool part of the movie. Uh, so I likes me some Joe Lynch. Um, keep it up, bud. I like what you do. Katie already brought it up, but this movie's got some pretty cool people in it. Uh, Stephen Young, Smart Weaving. And then I've seen... I can't say her last name to save my life. Caroline... Chikezi. Chikezi. I have seen her in something. I don't know what the fuck it was. Because she was in Footballers' Wives. I have seen her in something. I just can't. It's tipping my tongue. But she has a good American accent. I think they all do, English people. But it's a fun film. Uh, this bad boy runs for 86 minutes, and you can find it on Shudder and probably other apps. But probably. We watch it on Shudder. It's actually like one of the flagship pictures for Shudder. If you like are ho- like hovering over the app, it pops up Creepshow. I don't know what the third thing is. Man, I need to look it up and just know, but I, this seems like it's a thumbs up from both of us. Please, please watch it. It's really, really good. So we'll get through this story uh, pretty quick. On the inside, it's kind of like the Belko experiment. Once you get on the inside, a lot of the scenes are just pure madness. And there is a story happening, but it's just like, this scene, a lot of people died in it. But Katie was walking that way to grab this one thing. It's kind of like the raid. Yes. Similar to the raid. Like, it's... you. He goes in, he kills a bunch of folks at the bottom, and then he's working his way up to the top because he wants his fucking elephant back. So, that or was, no, sorry, that's that a different two movie. Movies. That's a, sorry, that's <laughs> two movies combined together. But in the raid, he's trying to get to the top because he just they wants have to get the fuck out. Yeah, he's trying to get out. So the raid. Shit, I wish there was an elephant up top. Ignore That'd be the cool. protector, but it is also like the protector. <laughs> <laughs> Great movies. Watch both of them. Yeah, God, the raid's so fucking good. <laughs> fuck the protector's good. So, Mayhem is part of the club of narrators that tell you the story, and they might be truthful. Actually, he's pretty truthful all the way through this. I like movies that have narrators that were involved in it. So, uh, one of the... Let me see. American Beauty does it. And the narrator's in the movie. Um, uh, what, South Central? No. Oh, damn it. Don't be a, Don't be a menace. Oh, don't be a menace to South Central? No, 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 just don't just be a menace. Just don't be a menace. Yeah, don't okay. be a menace. Okay. Because it's like seven movies in that title, so I'm yep. like, it's one of them. Uh, but the, I really enjoyed that trope that, like, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened two weeks ago. And it's like, oh, shit. So Derek Cho, he tells us about the ID7 red eye virus. And like I told you, 
uh, it's not lethal. It just infects neural pathways in your head and removes all inhibition, moral integrity, and just makes people act their out... Their truest self. Yes. Acts out their darkest impulses. And so uh, it, it's called the call of the void. Now, you know that voice when you're driving down the road and you see like a tow truck, but it's got the ramp down. It's just like a legit ramp. And that voice says, you can do it. <laughs> I literally said this to Otis the other day. <laughs> you sure fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard the voice of like, you can do it. I'm Everybody's, like, oh I, God. most people have heard that voice when you see those. It's not a tow truck. Well, maybe a tow truck sometimes, but it's usually those trucks like that. flat. Well, it's the trucks that hold cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, transport yeah. vehicles oh, to. That, those are the good ramps. Yeah, the good ramps. <laughs> the the ones that transport like eight cars to a dealership. Hell it's yeah. that one. And if it's empty and it doesn't have any cars on the top, then the ramp, like the way that the top layer is set up, is like at just the right angle that if they let down the the last little ramp that they use to get the cars on, like you could easily do some wild shit. If I was some Fast and the Furious shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I was rich and an asshole, I would absolutely take off that ramp and just be like, hey, I'm 25, fuck it. But I'm not 25. <laughs> uh, young me would absolutely launch off that shit. Probably Justin me in the side oh, seat or fun. Terrell. Terrell be in the side nah. seat and be like, oh, oh. And no, we you'd would... be in the side seat and I'd be driving. Get out of here. <laughs> and Bella's got running. a little evil Knievel helmet on. Bella absolutely would be in that car. She'd be one driving. She'd be pissed. <laughs> Oh, man. Eyes all dilated. Like, like, why the fuck am I in a car? Where are we going? <laughs> why is everything going by so fast? Yeah. Why are we in the air? Like, you, you should probably brace yourself. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that jump from fucking uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's what makes this virus so fucking dangerous. Your intrusive thoughts take over. Yeah, if 20 people are in a room, the virus goes off, and... Fuck six people in there. Like I want to murder somebody. I'm like, Whoa. I'm mad. I had a bad morning. Uh-oh. Cross me, bitch. <laughs> you know, two people just want to have sex, and one person just like, I just want to eat candy. I just want to eat all the candy in the room. And one dude's just like, I have a sharp item. I'm gonna stab you in the throat. And that's what happens in one of those moments. Nebby is sitting in the candy. I'd be sitting, sitting, in, the sitting in the candy in the corner, trying to get the candy. fuck out of there. Ain't trying to fight. Neville Reed, he's the first known case of murder driven by the virus. And he gets off because, I mean, he wasn't himself. Now, I could absolutely see this court case happening in real life. And I, I guess I have to back the fact that it, it's not him, the virus. It's temporary insanity. Yeah, the virus made him do it. And yeah. I, I am cool with that, you know. Uh, it's not like the people, what is it, rich white people, what do they say? Uh, influenza. Yeah. And they were like, I'm rich. I didn't understand what I was doing because I'm so rich. And they actually tried to use that defense in court. They're like, their money made them, like, like ignorant. ignorant to other things. I'm like, you piece of shit. I mean, we've seen a lot of that in movies, for yeah, sure. I mean, it kind of does happen. So people, I, I kind of get the angle they were going for. But, yeah, people yeah. not understanding how the real world fucking functions. Yeah. Like we were talking about with um, Joey and Brandon the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. It's, whoo, it's wild stuff. So, he was not liable due to the virus being in his system. So, he got off. Hooray! And so, Derek, a lawyer at Tower Towers and Smythe Consulting, TSC, they found the loophole and they got read off. So, everybody is hype and Derek got himself upgraded. He upgraded. Uh, he moved up to a, a corner office. I'm very happy. They showed Derek's journey to the dark side of being a being a douche a high level there we go that's the word corporate douche uh he comes in he's all happy and smiling and then he's tired and then he gets the glasses inside glasses on the like inside of building you're a douche you're a, you're a yeah. douche and he's got the headphones in yeah, you're a douchebag but Derek tries his best to keep his moral compass and he says the word moral compass somewhere in the middle so instead of being a full douche when he sees other people being super douches, he blackmails them. So, uh, one guy's yelling at his, like, receptionist, and he's like, hey, look at this picture. Hey, is this you, like, having sex with your not-wife? Man, that would suck if she saw this. So, you should leave her alone. Or I'll show this to your wife, and I'll get half of the half that she gets when she 
divorces you. And he's like, I'll be quiet. <laughs> he just oozes away from it. So I, I like that about Derek. He knows he's a piece of shit, but he's like, ah, there are way worse pieces of shit in my life. So I'm trying to fight back, everybody. So one morning, Derek goes into work, and he meets up with Melanie Cross. What a sweet-ass name. And she needs more time on a loan. She's like, I just need some more time. We can get the money. We just need this to happen. Derek tells her that, that he he can't help. And it's very much a... He looks at it for like half a second and just lets it go. Because there's more important things happening in his life. He can't be bothered to look at this. And call security because Melanie starts to get aggressive. You know? And like I said, it's the beginnings. It's the beginnings of this. So... You can see people are starting to sneeze. Even in the background, sound-wise, people are coughing and sneezing. And all it takes is one person not wiping their hands, not cleaning their asses. I loved the way Everybody this was sick. shown throughout the film. You see, like, there's a little CGI, like, red um, germs. Like, you can see the germs moving from, like, place to place. Yeah. You can see them, like, get poured into... Like water glasses, they're like in a big pitcher of water, and they get poured poured into glasses around the building. You can see people like sneezing, and like the little red flecks come out of people's mouths, or like they're on people's hands who touch doorknobs, and other people are touching doorknobs. And you can like the you can see the spread of the virus really clearly in this yeah. film. It's really creative the way they do it because it's just like one steady flow. Almost like 1917, where they're like, okay, it started in this person's sneeze, which flowed down to the water, which spread out to everyone, and then those people from the water, like, touched a thing, and then they touched their eye, and then this person touched that, and it's just like this really, really cool explanation of how the virus manifested itself throughout the building. Oh, man. It's a mess. Uh, And, hell, right now, it is 2023, you know, the year of our Lord and Savior, Bella. And people still cannot wash their hands. I've gone to, to restrooms and, and restaurants and bars pissing. I'm pissing and I go wash my hands. I see a dude what comes in, pisses, and walks straight the fuck out like God can't touch him. And I'm like, my God, man. But that's how the world works. And that's why things won't get any better because motherfuckers just won't wash their hands. Won't keep their hands yeah. out of their booty holes and touch things. It's people the people that like to touch stuff. Gross. I hate people that like to touch things. That's why when I get into stores, I keep my hands in my pockets. Or I just keep them to me. Because I don't like touching shit because I know somebody 30 minutes before this was like, oh, look at this globe. And they're like putting all the little fucking phalanges on it. And then, now I got fucking mad cow because I touched the fucking globe. I sound like a comedian, right? <laughs> it's like fucking like seven times. It makes me mad. So, let's get back to the movie. So, Derek, he figures out that he's getting set up. And there was a legal case that, that Vandercorp was involved with. And it's falling apart. Someone's got to take the rap for this. And the company they're representing is going to lose millions of dollars. And so Derek's not in charge of this case. This case. So he shouldn't have any problems. Wait, his name's right there. Somebody put his name on it to make sure he got pinned on this. And so he realizes that Kara, his superior, her name is the Siren because she can talk to the boss and the boss doesn't like snap at her. And she's able to influence how he thinks and does things in the world. And so Derek tries to confront her, and she's like, you have no evidence, you can't fight this, and I'm gonna get you fired, bud. And and she does. And so he is super pissed, and he's like, I'm gonna fight this. So the company sends Lester the Reaper McGill to fire Derek. And so they give him a hefty, a big-ass severance package because they're paying him off. They're like, hey, here's a big bag of money, so you take the fall for this, and you just leave, and you're nice and quiet. And Derek, his face is funny. He's pissed off. He sees the money. He's like, oh. And they're like, yeah, okay, so get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, no, I'm going to fight this. And they're like, ugh, why are you fighting it? Just be an asshole like us. (laughs) So Derek, he doesn't want to get disbarred for this because a lot of he absolutely would yeah a lot of shady shit has gone down with this and he doesn't want to get sued so that's probably why they gave him a big bag of money because he's probably going to get sued after this so he rejects it and security starts 
taking them out of the building. Taking them out. So, at the same time, the building is put under quarantine. So, it seems like every building, after in this world, the ID7 virus, because anything that can make you just full of rage and sex rage, we need to nip this in the fucking bud. So, every building has a sensor. And the sensor goes off. It's like, ID7's in this building. Shut it down. And so, they put a neutralizing agent into the air filters. But... The virus will go away after eight hours. So everybody is under quarantine for eight hours. And the boss is like, what the fuck am I supposed to do for eight hours? And he's like, I don't know, try not to fucking die in here. <laughs> and instantly, the building is full of people having sex, fighting, killing, breaking stuff. Shit's on fire instantly. And Derek is down on the bottom floor, and he just gets punched in the face. And then the narrating part of Derek is just like, and then something inside of me just snapped. And then he gets up and starts fighting, and he's stabbing people with stuff, and he's going to work in here. And it's fucking awesome, man. So Derek gets on the elevator, because he's heading up to talk to the bosses. And so there's a board of directors, and it's the, the, what? The nine. The nine. And so they vote on everything. You gotta have an odd number. That's how voting works. And you gotta have somebody to break ties. So he's heading up there just to talk to him nicely. And he's wiping his eye because it's red. And they're like, nah, you're gonna come over and try to kill us. He's like, nah, I wasn't thinking about that, but that sounds like a great idea. And they're like, nah. So they send the elevator down to the basement. And the boss is Towers, his name. Uh, his, enforcing, his enforcer, Colton the Bull Snyder proceeds to whoop the shit out of Derek. Now, Derek has a friend, Ewan. He comes down, uh, still full of the rage, but also emotion. And he comes to save his friend, Derek. Uh, unfortunately, he gets beat up, and then he gets stabbed in the head. So there was like a nail and a board on the wall, and he gets impaled in the head with the board. Oh, Ewan was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So... They knock Derek the fuck out with brass knuckles and dump him into a, I guess, a brig for security. It was like a gated little area. So Derek wakes up and Melanie is in there, the lady that he snubbed earlier. And she's spitting on him. She's just a spitty, spitty girl. And so they fight, but then they decide to work together because Derek wants to get to the top, get his job back, get some revenge. And then he tells Melanie... Hey, if I get up there, I can find the right people that need to sign this. You can get what you need. And he tells her, we have, at that point, I think they have six hours left. We have six hours to get this done because anything we do right now will not be held against us in a court of law. So we are free to do whatever the fuck we can to get what we need. And Melanie's like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. So they load up on construction weapons. <laughs> Melanie has a nail gun. And Derek has just multiple wrenches and screwdrivers in his pockets. It was a pretty cool scene. They were just, like, loading up. They're like, let's do this. I love scenes like that where they're just, like, everybody grab a weapon and just the shot of them getting ready. Yeah, it's fucking cool. So, Derek's first point of this mission is to call Vandercorp. So, he, like, hooks up multiple phones and is able to call that company. And he ensures that he was innocent in all of this. And he explains the case and explains that... Well, TSC would have gotten a big payoff from this, and Vandercorp would have would be made to look like an idiot. And so the the leader of Vandercorp's like, "Hey, did you understand this was gonna happen?" And you know, uh, what's I, I keep calling him Tower John, the boss. And the boss is like, "Oh, I didn't know this was gonna happen." You know, being a piece of shit. The boss turns and tells his muscle. Derek needs to die. You need to kill him. So they head down and they're ready to fight. At this point, Derek, they grab weapons and they start scrapping and they're beating the shit out of these people. And so they take out the two security guards sent to attack them. So they have a mission. There are so many floors to this building and then there's a, a floor where you need a specific key card to make it up one more floor and then you need the pass to get to the top floor. Uh, it's a very good way security-wise. You don't want a direct pass, a direct path to Katie 
no, we need doors and walls to get to Katie. If she is the the high up, no, it should be it should be easy for Katie to get out, but hard for people to get to her. So they gotta find a path to get there. They need the Reaper, the person that fired him, and the Sirens key cards to get there. On the way to the guy that fired him, <laughs> they take out two more guards, and then the Reaper actually fights him. And it's a pretty funny scene. The Reaper says that he's all for equal um, equal opportunity in the workplace. And he starts kicking the shit out of Melanie. And I was like, that's a really good line, you know? He's like, I'm not going to go easy on you because you're a woman. I'm all about equality. He <laughs> just hit him in the face. I'm like, that's really funny. So Melanie gets revenge. She uses a power saw and just choppy choppy right in his chest. So, um, in between the kills, it's just like a cutscene in a video game. Spoilers on one of my seven words. But they send messages to the boss. They're like, we killed your boy. We're on our way. Honestly, it reminded me of uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Not the uh, dark tournament, but the smaller little fight that they had. Where the it was like that, that weird liger. And they fought the ice guy in the room. And that, but every time they took out a bad guy, they would look at the camera in the corner, and they were like, four more rooms, baby. They were like, three more rooms. They got the last room. They just started giving the finger, one more room, baby. <laughs> and they just kept cheering. I thought that was really cool. So, they got the Reaper's key card, and they head up to the Siren's office. Now, the Siren understands she is not the physical type. And she's like, I need some type of insurance, because Derek, he is about that life now. <laughs> so she sends her uh, what, what, what? assistant, Assistant. I was going to say associate, assistant to hide the key card, because she doesn't want to destroy it. The boss told her to destroy it, but she's like, no, fuck that. I if, need insurance policy. Yeah, if I die, you're fine up there, because no one can get to you. So she has the key card hidden somewhere, and then the siren tries to talk to Derek and Melanie. After a really nice battle that they did, Derek comes in and he's like, okay, I'm cool with this. I'll leave you alone if you give me the key and I head up there. Because I'm going to kill the boss and probably the nine and I'll worry about whatever afterward. And the siren's like, cool, just leave me out of this. Unfortunately, her assistant that the whole movie the siren has been yelling at, her name is Meg. And she's been yelling Meg as loud as she can destroyed the key card because the boss offered her brokered a deal yeah offered her a really high paying job and so unfortunately without the insurance of a key card the siren is useless so meg actually kills the siren and cuts her tongue out and then Derek and melanie <laughs> make another video and melanie's just like holding her tongue like Ugh, it's gross Unfortunately, the boss makes himself a video also, and he's peeing on Ewan's corpse, and Derek gets really upset. And so, Melanie tries to help him out, and then they do it, because once again, they are full of emotions for good and bad. And they talk about it, it's like, well, after this, we should, like, I don't know, exchange numbers or something. <laughs> but, like I said, they look really good together. So, they need another way to get upstairs. So, they talk to the IT worker, the company's only IT worker, which is absurd. This building's gigantic. To hack into Irene Smythe's computer. She is one of the... She's one of the nine, right? Yeah. So, high up. If they can get her to get to them, just get out of her little safe bubble, then they can get in there. So, Irene comes down. Because all her files on her computer have been taken. So, they offer the files for the card. And then, oh, and a reversal of the original denial on Melanie's loan extension. Because Irene Smythe is the one person that can fix it. Or anybody above. Like I said, the nine can fix anything. So, Irene refuses. Because she says, like, contracts can be invalidated anyway. So... I can sign that right now, and then once we get out of here in, like, three hours, I can just say, like, man, I did that and I was crazy. So, it, it ain't, you're not going to get that from me. But what Irene wants, actually, after Melanie destroys the file, she wants Melanie. She's like, I'll give you this card and the key to get up there if you just give me Melanie. And so, Derek knocks out Melanie, 
and ties her up. They share one more kiss, and Melanie is very pissed off. And Irene gives Derek the key card and tells him, good luck, man. And he heads up to take on the final boss. Unfortunately for Irene Smythe, Derek loosened all of the screws on the chair. It was a trick. And then Melanie goes to work on Irene. Irene gets her ass whooped. So we get up to the top floor. And the boss is like clapping. They're like, good job. Hooray. Hooray. It's like, this was all a test, Derek. And you passed. It's like, you can be part of the nine. You can be us. Get all this money and all these hot women that want to do nasty stuff to you. All you got to do is just sign. So unfortunately, unfortunately, Derek, he refuses, man. He doesn't want to be a partner. You guys are dickheads. <laughs> and so the boss is like, well, I guess I'll just kill you. So Derek takes on the boss and the other nine members, they just sit and watch. And Derek actually gets permission from the rest of the nine to kill the boss. And then he flips him over the edge and the boss falls all the way to the bottom of the building. So now Derek is the new head of the company. Head of the company. Hooray. And so he extends Melanie's loan and promptly quits the company. I hope he gave himself a awesome severance package. I think you get that because he's the boss. So he's going to get some money for leaving. Hooray. And then the, the nine, they're like, yeah, whatever, man. You like the fight. <laughs> We're cool. Whatever you want to do. So later, after all this madness, he's seen painting with Melanie. Hooray. And he advises the audience to take control of their own lives before it's too late. And then it shows the boss falling and hitting the ground and imploding on himself. <laughs> so, Katie, who's your favorite character in Mayhem? That would be Derek Cho. Steven Yoon did such a good job with this character. You wanted to be mad at him when you were supposed to be mad at him. You were happy when his character like did something good. You felt everything that he was feeling and just the acting was incredible on his part. And uh, like we said at the beginning, his freaking chemistry with Samara Weaving is just incredible. And they did so good together. Like... My real favorite is both of them together, but if I had to pick only yeah. one of them, it's got to be Derek. He did so fucking good from the get-go, and he was so done with the corporate bullshit of his company. And the second his friend died, his best friend, Ewan, uh, Ewan died, he was like, fuck this company, fuck everybody who works here, I'm killing everyone, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, Derek. I wrote Derek down, but honestly, Derek and Melanie together, yeah, they were fucking great. But no, he is just a really good character. He had, he wasn't perfect. He was a realistic person. He's like, man, I'm a douchebag. I know I'm a douchebag, y'all. Sorry, but I'm trying to be better. You know, it's like, I I like that in him. You know, he knew he was doing a bad thing. He was working for a bad company, but he was finding his own ways to stick it to the man. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character in this movie? Uh, there were a lot. Yeah. Pretty much everybody except for Derek and Melanie and Ewan were straight up garbage. Yeah, everybody was trash. <laughs> so, uh, I literally wrote Corporate Assholes, The Boss, and The Siren. And I think of all of them together, the, the boss is the worst, but the siren is actively a bitch to everyone in the company. Like, the boss is very shady and hiding behind everyone, but the siren is the one who's, like... She's the one putting people's names on things. She's the one yeah. getting people fired. She has, quote, the ear of the boss, which is why she's called the siren. And she's the most chaotic of everyone yeah, in the, the company. she's the worst, man. Prior to the um, disease or the infection getting around. Yeah. I wrote... The man. Yeah. <laughs> I legit wrote the man. Every Everything that Katie said, honestly. It's just the fact that there is someone above you that is just, honestly, a psychopath. The boss, 
the whole movie he was taking cocaine and just the 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 oh my god the yeah. pile got bigger and bigger. He was fucking Tony Montanaing it by the end. And then he actually used it as a weapon. He threw just a handful in Derek's handful eyes. Handful of coke in his face. <laughs> He's like, oh, my eyes are full of coke. <laughs> uh, he was madman, but like I said, this it shows people. I don't even know if it's their like true self. It's just their. I guess their true self, but just jacked up to 100, I guess. I guess. I'm sure the cocaine was not helping. Not at all. But, like, yeah. I mean, Derek was still caring, but he was fine if he had hit you in the head with a wrench. Yeah. Just like Melanie. Yeah. So, I guess it did show your true self, but just... Well, it, no, it just gets rid of your inhibitions. Like, the yeah. the reason that he wouldn't normally be hitting those people is because he has an inhibitor in his head that's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't kill folks. Yeah. Don't hit him with that wrench. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, it it makes sense. So, seven word synopsis. I only have one. I thought I had two, but Katie's got three. So, mine is movie felt like a murderous video game. The whole setup, it's like, well, you need this key card. You actually need two of them to get to the boss. And so every level was a its own boss to get to what you needed. They grabbed items and weapons. They had friends, and those friends left. It was legit a video game, and it was really cool. And you had a partner, but for the final fight, your partner wasn't there. They do this all the time in video games. It's like, well, me and Katie, we've been tag teaming. It was like, well, the final fight, Katie's got her own boss. you got to take care of this final boss by yourself. I'm like, oh. <laughs> or the forever twist. Well, the final fight is actually your friend. Uh, they were double-crossing you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a... It happens in Double Dragon, the it game. happens in a lot of games. Yeah. Many, many games. Yeah, you're helping out, and he's like, I'm the villain. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Psych, <laughs> we ain't friends. Kid. Corporate law firm uses Derek scapegoat. Gets revenge. Hell yeah. And then, why were the nine not raging out? They looked like they probably were. There were scenes where they weren't around. No, they were just sitting there, chill, listening to the boss go on his coke-filled rager. Like, they all had it. They had the red eye, but they weren't doing anything. Like, none of them were having sex with each other. They weren't throwing punches. They weren't doing anything out of the ordinary. Their f- it was weird because their fear for what the boss might do, the head boss, was so overpowering that they weren't... They were still inhibited. It so, was weird. Yeah, e- either that or they're just boring people. That too. Like, in the soul, they're boring. So they're like, well, I just want to sit here. When you have all the money. You don't have anything to be mad about, yeah. I guess. I, I assume they were just like, I just I just want to sit here. <laughs> I guess. And my last one, rich corporate board gets what they deserve. Hell yeah. They fucking do. Yep. <laughs> so, this film came out November 10th, 2017. Now, I gotta add this little caveat, Katie, so you might have to change your numbers a little bit. This film was released at the South by Southwest Film Festival, March 2017, and then... Things were released at the the Cannes Film Festival in May. So it released in some cinemas, but video on demand in digital HD November 10th. So what do you think? You're telling me it made zero dollars. Got it. <laughs> Not Got zero. It. I but, mean, basically. Yeah. So what do you think the budget was for this movie? It said five dollar dues. Five? Not bad. 2.5. Like, so the building, quotation mark, they were in was only three floors. So, you know, but it was all the type, uh, I don't know the last time you've been in like a corporate building like that, you get off the elevator, you can only go one way, it's, so it's like a curly queue, you know? Yeah, it's a square. Yeah, but it's a square, but you can't go split off, you have to go to the right, so the whoever's in charge on that floor, you you can see people heading to you. So, I thought that was really cool, because I've been in buildings, I've like, worked in buildings where, like, why can't I... Katie's room is right there. Like, no, nah, you gotta go around. Like, but why? It's right there. Like, so the people don't just run into our office instantly. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, what do you think the box office was? My original number was very high, but then you said it would basically made no money. So, I'm gonna go down. I changed my millions to thousands. <laughs> just moved uh, I just, I just changed from dollary dues to dollary dinks. So, Sixty dollary dinks. Not bad. Seventeen thousand three hundred sixty-six dollary dinks. Now this film, 
it, it, it was just a passion project. I hate it. It came out. I hate that that's all the money it made. Yeah. This movie was so good, and because it made so little money, that means we're not going to get a sequel, even though it's open for a sequel, and there was no cure for the virus. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, you can be happy that Make the res- another movie together. Yeah. Well, you can be happy that the reception was amazing. Everyone loves this. It's like, this movie's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, one day, I mean, it's been six years. Yeah. You know? Like I said. I'm okay with them not making a sequel to this necessarily, yeah. but I would like another film with them together as, like, Absolutely, romantic man. leads or romantic interests. They're great together. Their chemistry was fucking great. And if they're fighting zombies or beating up bad guys or whatever in the process, like, all the better. They were great. I'm telling everybody in the world right now, if I get money, if I get rich, there are so many fucking movies are getting sequels, and I'm gonna be like, I need everybody that worked on this one to come back. Well, so we can save somebody. We got some directors over here that may have seen the movie, and they can make, they can write out a sequel. Nope. Nope. I want the person that did it. Uh, that person might be dead. Oh, give me a Ouija board. Like, I want to talk to him. <laughs> him or her. Let me. I want to talk to him. Uh, the, the fucking collection. Or collected. We're getting part three to that bad boy. I'm, they're in that fucking story. I need to know what happens at the end. Uh, we're getting. Oh, he's getting collected. We're getting so many. Oh, God. The collector gets collected? Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. I need to collect the family to pop up and save him. And so it's a family of them. Oh, yeah, and then we get, you me. know, eventually down the line, the <laughs> collected six, the collectioning. Ooh. Like, <laughs> just the words that don't make any sense. The collectorers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the recollecting. Yeah. There are so many movies out here that deserve a sequel, but we get, you know doo-doo-ass movies. I'm not going to complain about Hollywood right now. I'm mad. They just started giving money to people, but they're charging all the apps more. I guess I am complaining now, but fuck it. Hate them. Hate them. Hate it, hate it, hate it. So You hate the man. I do. I actually do. <laughs> the man. It fucking don't be a menace. That white dude came in and shot uh, that Asian lady that owned the store, and he took off one glove. He's like, oh yeah, Took on one glove and dropped on the ground. He's like, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he had a piece of paper. He's like, black people to frame. Had OJ on there and ashtray. Just like marked it off and walked out. So, minority kill count siren. And then question mark. Because we know that other people died. But it all happened so fast and chaotic, chaotically. That we weren't counting numbers. So, one. Are we adding... Are we making a new asterisk? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't. Because most of the people that they ever show in that building were white. Except for the siren. Yeah. And Derek. And Derek doesn't die, so... Yeah, goddamn right. So, the new number... Oh, Jesus. We are at... 408. And a Tito Turtle... And a house and an airplane full of vampires. Hey, Katie said it. I think it's the first time saying the whole combination. I've probably said it before. Welcome That's to fine. the club. Welcome to the club. You better say it now. So, uh, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Mayhem before we get out of here? This movie is so good. Please go watch it. It is worth your 80-something minutes. It is really good. It is so good. Dialogue is solid. It's funny as fuck. And it's really cool to see people just full of rage and they can't get it out. I picture, like, little kids... When you tell them it's bedtime, but they're like, what the fuck? No! And they're just mad. But it, This movie is literally just taking adults in a corporate situation and turning them down into two and three-year-old toddlers. Yeah. Like, they don't have an, the ability to process their emotions and control themselves from doing bad things. So they are hitting each other and doing inappropriate things that, you know, they know they're not supposed to, but they do them anyways because they don't, they can't control themselves. Yeah. I have one more question before we get out of here, Katie. If this ID7 virus was real, what do you think the fucking, like, madness that would happen in real life if there was a virus that would just make you absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for, like, eight hours? Everyone would die. (laughs) It's funny. Maybe not everyone, but a lot of people would die. I think there'd be a reckoning. It, it, It's hard because I think at first 
it would be a lot of like car accidents and oh, absolutely. and and homicides like road rage and just like I remember, you know, two months ago you stole my parking spot, so I came to murder you. Similar to like the purge, like there it'd be very angry and chaotic at first, and then after that kind of settled down, while you know the CDC is working on a cure or some way to tamper it down, then there would be there would come a reckoning in at least the United States, a fucking reckoning for corporations and government. And they would, they would all get murdered. Yeah. Like people, I think the upper class in America is so unaware of how upset middle, the middle and lower class is that if (laughs) this were real and the middle and lower class, even if the upper class was infected, but if everyone was to get infected with this, like I have no inhibitions, I don't care what happens to me type situation the upper class would they would all all die yeah it'd be some shit the amount of people that would go after like jeff bezos and elon musk like outrageous there's so many rich people that would absolutely just get attacked yeah and not even and not even necessarily because people want their money though i'm sure that would be part of it you know somewhere down the line it would just be people's anger at corporate greed and like how much these corporations have fucked over their workers and their cities and everything like ugh, it would be total fucking chaos yeah that'd be crazy this movie kind of shows you just one building in eight hours and just what it does to everybody but sweet jesus man that'd be a wild fucking day just the virus just can be in so many places so, with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about diseases or, I don't know, hitting people in the head with wrenches and shit, you can tweet Katie at Allentown Pod. We have an email it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So, this was episode 24 in the pocket in the books out of sight. Ah, we got seven more. Now, Katie and I, we've been kind of ruminating. Ruminating, that's an old timey word, said <laughs> Otis on some really fancy ones. I know one of the movies we're going to do is a movie we should have done like two years ago, but it's in color now, you know? Uh, we've, been, we've been wanting to do this for a hot minute, and I don't know what happens. We just forget. Life hits us in a dick, and we just forget about movies. Well, and, you know, there are movies that aren't necessarily... Not every movie we watch has to be recorded on the podcast. Yeah. Like, but, no. I, there's some really cool movies coming out. So, the music you're listening to right now, that is Flippin' the Combined Effort, Flippin' the CE, anywhere you can find them, a studio pizzas. Thank you so much for the artwork. So, for Katie, for cute little Bella trying to get that bandage off her leg, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye everybody. Bye! Okay, if you were trapped in a building, what would your weapon be? What kind of, it depends on the type of building, I guess. Costco. <laughs> Oh, God. There's so much (laughs) variety and things that are constantly changing in a Costco, right? Like, their their inventory is constantly changing. So, I would go to the area where they keep, like, their tools and their different stuff like that. I would find something there. And if not there, then I would go out to the uh, tire section because they all have (laughs) garages and I'm pulling... Like a big ass crowbar. Yep, crowbar. Like that's a, a, way a tire to go. iron, a tire iron and a crowbar. Like I'm. That's yeah. Crowbar is the way to go, man. Crowbars do so much. Yeah, but Costco has a lot of like random fucking stuff in it all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, another one, real quick. IKEA. Uh, well, I would break open a package <laughs> somewhere and get. <laughs> And get an Allen wrench out because you need an Allen Hell wrench yeah. to get to all of the other pieces of anything, <laughs> right? So then I'd have my trusty Allen wrench and then I'd go through the the floor and pick out things that I think are worthy of weaponry. Like, no. you know, a random, like, leg to a desk or a table Lula. or whatever. Like, one of these metal metal things? Absolutely. Vitespeak. Yes, I'd have a four pack of desk legs 
just ta- strapped to my bat. Lundenwald. Which are basically just metal bats. Yeah. So. Oh, man. The sound I would make hits me in the head. Oh, it'd be perfect. Like yeah. fucking, fucking T-ball, man. Yeah. Ah. There's actually a section down at the bottom where you, you know, where you grab the big things in the boxes. I would just go to where that section is and bought, like, grab boxes of these metal legs because they come in four packs. Jungenwild. <laughs> You're just saying random Yeah, I'm just putting words. sounds together. <laughs> I don't, don't think that I know what Ikea the legs are called. I, Otis does not know Swedish. I don't go, I don't go to Ikea enough. To be cracking out names and shit. Swedish chef, baby. Swedish chef. <laughs> yes. What about you? What's your weapon in a Costco? Oh, man. Idea? Something fucking heavy. I'd get something long so I could poke people back. Um, just bore with a nail on it. You know what I mean? But something heavy. Just get people back. Some type of shield, maybe. You could probably find some shield. Get, like, a tabletop. Just like, ugh. But uh, a lot of that stuff has that, like, like creamy center. So you got to find the right thing because something you, you can if you put enough pressure you can like bust some of these these items. Like, you want a shield? You got to grab like one of those uh, three by three card tables or two ooh, yeah, two and a half yeah, yeah, by two yeah, and a half yeah, yeah. card tables. Hell yeah! Rip a, rip the legs off so you can hold them like those will be your fucking beat down weapons. Yeah. The legs will be your beat downs <laughs> and you just got to create like add a strap to it. Yeah, it'd be a lot of bludgeoning. A couple of tie fights. downs. Oh yeah, you could do a cross air- area. Um, I don't think Cap does that with his, but it's got straps. Oh, it's, it's two straps on the hand. No, he right? it's a strap here on his arm, on his upper arm and one on his hand. He sticks his whole hand in oh, and he tightens okay. this one when his arm is broken at the oh, end yeah, of yeah, Endgame. Yeah. He's keeping his he, arm together He's keeping it. his arm together. He puts it on there and straps it down tight so his arm is braced and then his other hand is in the, like, holy part. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, bludgeoning weapons for the win. Yeah. Because I don't know how much super duper sharp shit's in an Ikea, but, I mean, you can make anything sharp if you try hard enough. I mean, there's a lot of sharp corners to their furniture. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. But, like, in prison. You got tons of knives. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Ikea has, like, literal baskets of knives and scissors and shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, okay, good. Just wanted to know. Just in case shit pop off one day, we just run off and an Ikea. And we're magically... Three hours closer to an Ikea? Yeah. We just run off. Like, I'll be, I'll be back in ten minutes. <laughs> we just grab shit. Like, I'm ready. Got my got my shield. Let's do this. Ikea would be a horrible place to hole up for Cause it's an all, apocalypse. It's all wiggly in there, There man. aren't that many entrances to an Ikea. Like, normal, regular, known in entrances. But the way that that store is set up, the fucking maze that you have to follow on the ground to get out of an Ikea, like... You better fucking know your way around. No, we would push stuff God, around. God, it would be so hard. No, we'd push stuff around and, like, turn it into, like, a hedge maze where you just cut down the middle. The plus side is there's so much furniture in an Ikea and in the warehouse downstairs that you can pull up and build that you could easily block every single yeah. entrance. You could barricade every entrance. Yeah, you could make it pretty easy. Yeah, barricades would be so easy in there. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, y'all. Bye. <laughs>